Welcome to Kashmir on the Air. This is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler. I hope you've been listening and heard Rabbi Israelowitz, who we had last week and we had tonight, who gave a tremendous amount of information. He's a very interesting personality, and he has a lot to say, as you heard. And we definitely enjoyed having him and interviewing him. It was a pleasure. I'm back here live. The station is live. It is now 6.30 on Monday evening here in the, in the J-Root studio. So if you'd like to call us with any of your questions about Kashrus, you can reach us now at 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858. Call us and let us know what you thought about Rabbi Israelowitz, some questions you may have about what he said, things you interested interesting to you about Kashrus in general, a problem that you once had, or something you want to share with some of our listeners, uh, or any anything that's related to us, our areas of Kashrus. We'd love to hear from you right now in the studio live on uh, Monday and uh, at 6.32. So it's now at 718-683-5858. Pick up your phone and give a call. And if you want to text us, I'm sitting right near the machine, and you can text us at 347-927-8398. Again, 347-927-8398. Or call us at 718-683-5858. We'd love to hear from you. We have our first caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Yes, Rabbi. I was wondering about... Simchas on Shabbos. Is there? Um, how is Ashkacha done on Shabbos by these catering halls? A catering hall. Well, I mean, you know, Shabbos Shabbos brachas where they were, and how and and bar mitzvahs to this and all that. Is there proper Ashkacha by such events? Well, we we talked about this uh, a n- number of times, and we had uh, Rabbi uh, Mordechai Shane on with a few us a few times talking about the different problems that take place over there. And, uh, of course, you have to have a mashkiach and you have to have a proper mashkiach. The fact that something's open on Shabbos, obviously, uh, you know, the shul has kiddush every week. So the fact that something's run on Shabbos and people are getting paid for it, there were a halacha takes care of it. So we do have mashkiachim that can, can be there. Whether they're qualified, I don't know. Every, every place does a different uh, a different uh, quality of a kashrus. Go ahead. We want to maybe uh, elaborate on what's bothering you, what your interest is? Um, yeah, because, because the scene, you know, they're on, Sh- on Shabbos, a lot, a lot of uh, places like that would have more goyim than Jews by such a place, because not so many Jews are interested in running things on Shabbos. We mean, you talk about the wa- waiters? Yes, yes, okay. it's very, so the, you know, the waiter, supervisor. Okay, the wait, look, it, it, it's, it's no different than what you see in a shul. The waiters come down, and they set everything up, and they know how to handle it. They've been doing this waiting. All these people are pretty experienced, and they know what they're doing. Now, usually, you have one person, he's designated as the mashkiach, and he he is responsible for the kashrus and the Shabbos aspects. 
whether he is qualified or not, whether they're taking a waiter that's 16 or 17 or 18 years old and calling him the mashkiach. Last week he was the waiter, now he's the mashkiach, or he's mashkiach and waiter. That's an issue. And it happens at every kiddush and that you that you go to. A lot of unless you have a very big shul with a, a, a hashkacha, let's say a, a you know hashkacha like we have a few hashkachas here in Flappish, they may have hashkacha on the affair. Very often it's a drop-off party and the mashkichim are just the waiters. And sometimes they're not so Shomer Shabbos. Maybe they're two-thirds Shomer Shabbos, three-quarters. Maybe they're really Shomer Shabbos, but maybe they don't know Halacha Shabbos. So really, right. it's, it, is an, it is a big problem. We spent much time on it. We have, I have two tapes. Anybody wants to get them from us, we have tapes from Rabbi Shane, we did a two-part series. Uh, we we did here, and then we did, and he did some other uh, series on it. And we did a, a an open lecture to people who wanted to come and hear him speak. So we we've gone into this topic again and again and again. If you have a specific question, I'd love to hear it. I just yeah, want to yeah, tell I you. Also, I want to tell you. A, I just want. I want to tell you a couple of things that I saw myself. I saw <clears> myself where. Rabbi Shane was with me, and we were visiting a place which is a very fancy shul in this area, in the Flatbush area, very fancy shul, and there was a mashkiach, and, there, and we visited there, and sure enough, the mashkiach was upstairs davening. So he was <laughs> taking care of the Kriya Satoira and of the, uh, the Chazor Sashats, but he wasn't taking care of the hall. And we, we pointed out to him that it was a little strange that he wasn't there. <laughs> we went, not that he just caught a, a, a quick kadusha or something. He davened the whole davening upstairs. And we, wow. said, we explained to him how many things could have gone wrong in the time that he was upstairs. And he, he said, well, did you see anything happen? He said, well, no, no, not, we didn't find anything. Fine, thank you. But w- could you imagine what went? <laughs> that's a re- absolutely huh. ridiculous. With a man to disappear for that length of time, and he's being paid for it. The average waiter mashkiach has davened before, or will daven afterwards, or he doesn't daven. Whatever it is, but the point is, he's supposed to be on the premises. Whatever he right. does, he's got to be there. So this, uh, this we I saw with my own eyes, and I've seen again and again and again problems. I, I mentioned it on this show. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'll say it once more that the shul I daven in on Shabbos, sometimes they have rules, etc. But every time they have a Kiddush, I see the halachas of Shabbos being broken. Oh, and wow. I tried very hard to change it, and I cannot change it. And that's, that a, I don't, I'm not the Ravel, I'm, not the, I'm, not, I'm only uh, a Mispalil, and it seems that nobody cares that much to make sure that Hilfa Shabbos is observed in that shul where all B'nai Torah davening there. Mm-hmm. Oh my. I was wondering why uh, people, uh, why people don't realize a certain thing that besides the regular Ashkacha problem, in, 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 to be, the halachas of any Yehudi are so complex that even one or two actions, you could be, it could be asked to eat the food. It's um, really hard to ask the food. It's not, I'm not saying you can't make the food also, but it's a lot harder than you think. I'm not going to discuss halacha of that nature now, but Baruch Hashem, the halacha does allow a lot of leeway because usually what happens is the food is not really cooked on Shabbos. It, 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 it goes through, and a lot of times the things that they do 
are only for the daita the nafsha ka'afid. But but somebody but even if it does, I explained it in my show I tell I explained to them. I said, let's say all the things that you see that went wrong were done by Goyim. I said, but it has no pun in. It looks terrible to walk into shul and to see the bags of garbage at the street, tied up with yeah. double knots in the and sitting there at the street, when you have a place where they're supposed to put it and no one puts it there. So you know, there's there's not there's not it's not it's not Shabbistic, it's not appropriate. It looks like like we don't care about Shabbos, and and truthfully, sometimes you're right. It would come to such a chil of Shabbos that, that that it would make the food also. And another thing that happens, which is very very common, is that they have waiters that come on Shabbos and uh, they drive, they or they come in a, a, the subway or the or the bus because they're maybe yeah. not religious waiters, and they have oh. and even. And sometimes, which is really uh, turns my stomach, is that the waiters will be Michal Shabbos and they're Jewish, and that's oh, no. the real big problem. So some people say to me, "So it's not my problem; it's his Chil Shabbos." Yeah, but you paid him money. You told him to come. You're paying him money. You're supporting this this program the way he's doing it. And you didn't tell him off. You didn't watch him. You didn't have anybody oversight. oversight. And the Rabbanim are upstairs. They're giving the drasha. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a machlas of Medina. And if you want to see, we're coming now to the Yom Naroyim. And after that comes Sukkot. And right after Sukkot, Parshas Noyach, every shul in Flatbush and Borough Park is making a Kiddush. There's not enough mm-hmm. mashkichim to go around to watch all those kiddushes, and yeah. the rabbanim are all upstairs davening, and they're not watching what's going on. It's a it's a, a very big shame if we don't make tikkunim in our shuls to take care of chil Shabbos, and of course to be showing the kashrus, especially when they, on these small little kiddushes where people sort of forget about it. A lot of things can go wrong, mamisha. Uh, yes, uh, one last thing before I go, I was wondering. If you in, if you look over the dinim of Eina Yehudi and you see how it applies to catering involved, you can see very well that um, that you're not uh, that you, you have to get you have to have a whole system of of coolers and of leniencies in the halacha to be able to do it. I was wondering why people who are so stringent in all halachas are all of a sudden so Michael to rely on this cooler to go for another cooler. To money, because if you're going to have ashkach, it's going to cost money in Lakewood. A regular kiddish and lunch must, not maybe, must have a mashkiach. That's the rule. And We're the mashkiach pay, wow. gets paid, the non-working mashkiach. He gets paid, I, I don't remember the number, it was 125, 150, whatever the number is, just for standing there. He doesn't lift a fork, he doesn't serve anything, he doesn't put down a plate. He's not a waiter, he's nothing. He just watches and they was required at every single one of those. And in Flatbush, in a borough park, we don't have it. You we, mean the whole city of Lakewood? Wow. I'm yeah, as wow. as uh, as I understand that the the caterers are required by the KCL, which basically controls Kashrus there in, in Lakewood, that all these caterers that are under them, if they haven't got a drop off party, drop off means that you just deliver the food and then you walk away and the whole business afterwards is your business. But they, they have, the, the men come down, and the men, women, they have women also, 
waiters and uh, they have another, somebody in charge of the affair and they have a mashkiach and you must pay for that mashkiach. It isn't optional. Here in Flappish and Borough Park, it's considered to be a frumazach, a gavaltika thing. You're, oh, you're machmir. Oh, very nice. You know, I didn't see it by other kiddishes, but you're twitter. You want to pay that money? Go ahead. That's how they treat it over here. But in Lakewood, it's required. And it's built into the system. And what happens is, uh, I don't think the man works very hard, but he, A, knows halacha. When talking about a younger man who knows halacha, we're not talking about a waiter that we made him the mashkiach this week. It's a real person who knows halacha. Real Ben Teru is learning during the week. And he's there. I mean, besides Kashrus, he knows halacha as well. Any who he can do in shop as well. Well, he, he certainly should by now. And... Uh, you know, they, they've simplified it, make it easier. They don't, they're not sending slotted spoons along. They're not sending this. They, they, they've got it down to a science. And that man has, is, has experience. He's doing it already for, you know, X numbers of months or years. And it really flows differently. It's not like anything I've seen elsewhere. I was very amazed when I saw yeah. it. Yeah, wow, that's very impressive, yeah. You can, you, can, you can check it out with the KCL. You'll find yeah, thank out. Thank you very much. Okay? I thank you, thank very, you very much. much thank you for calling us. Okay, well, the phones are open if anybody wants to call. Uh, Rabbi, uh, yeah. you know what? This is, was really uh, one, of my, one of my question to you. Because I saw many times that uh, people are bringing a Jewish waiter to Simcha and Shabbat. And this is very contradict, you know. And you know that there's this where the waiter is not Shomer Shabbat. And by bringing you to your simcha, is definitely has to come with the car. With this. And I know if I ever a guest in my house and he want to come Shabbat, I tell him, you know, can, you cannot come to me if you come with, with, uh, with, uh, with your private car or something like this. Better to s- so what are we doing with this case? You know, it's really something that uh, bothers me a lot. On it's this. a big problem in the cashless industry in general. But in this specific case over here, people listening are wondering how is it possible to prevent, how, do, how will I know what he's doing? The answer is, uh, you have some waiters. Yeah, where does this fellow live? So they say he lives in Bensonhurst. Well, I'm in Flatbush. From Bensonhurst to Flatbush, it's very hard to expect. If he's not a real, he's not a real Shomish Shabbos, if he's somebody that's uh, not not committed, he's not being presented as a Shomer Shabbos. There's no question that he's going to ride. It's just too far to walk. So that you know, people do can find out without any effort whether or not that person's going to be Mechal Shabbos. But what happens is in the industry that a lot of times the uh, the kosher the agencies and the people look the other way. If they if they would uh, be mocked on this completely. It would be very hard. Sometimes there's out-of-town affairs and people do, do ride to them. And it, really, it's not appropriate. If you have uh, workers, they have to be put up for Shabbos. And uh, that, unfortunately, is not being done. It's, you know, what uh, I tell you, unfortunately, we see so many. Uh, it's very, it's, it's the industry of the cash has become, uh, you know, very, I, I know that so many restaurants around us. And I know that uh, so-called mashgichim over there as the Yamakai during the, the job, and then later they're going out and no... no the mashgich? Yeah, the mashgich. The no, mashgich. I don't believe it. Uh, but mashgich, maybe you mean if, if he's Svadi, maybe he doesn't... No, no, Svadi. No, 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 Svadi. Not Svadi. It's not, not a mashgich. Not a mashgich. A real mashgich. In the the, <laughs> the, 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 the agencies do check up with uh, the mashgichim. They may not be... 
If they're earning ten dollars an hour, they may not be very highly qualified. If they're if, but so if, how if how they can shoot my uh, agency uh, uh, choosing them? They're checking them. They know. Yes. They, 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 yes. Are they doing no. tests for them? They definitely check. Uh, they definitely check every single person. But you, you, you know, they they definitely uh, do check on them. How far everybody checks, that's their own decision. But nobody is going to take somebody that isn't a real Shomitari Mitzvah for being a Mashkir, except at these affairs that I'm talking about a Kiddush. So the Kiddush, you know, again, they, they will accept a, a very liberal standard as to what this person is and calling him Mashkir. Because okay. really he's a waiter that last week is a waiter, the next week will be a waiter, but we didn't have a mishkiach, so we're calling him mishkiach this week. Because uh-huh. he wears a yarmulke, I see him around, he came from yeshiva, and that's basically how they look at it. They don't ask questions about that. And that is, uh, that's unfortunate. But it's for a regular mishkiach in a restaurant, everybody has checked him out. He may not be, again, have gone to yeshiva for many years, he may not have that background. And what about, like, yes. what about kids that coming from Israel, unfortunately, no? Right. And they they become to very very chashuving family and they, they just coming here out of the derech and for a job they be just you know and the background can you they, check you can, check the yeah. background it's excellent background right. excellent background well that, uh, that, that's, you know that's life you know so you can be fooled a yes. person can be fooled you're not saying that there's I'm not we're not saying that there's something wrong. With the cashless agencies, if they haven't been able to figure it out, that's something that uh, unfortunately they've been they've been duped. That happens very often. That that it, with with any any Hamachir can be fooled. Uh, no matter which one you pick. No, definitely. That's why that's why I tell you true. I'm I'm eating, and I would say that you can count in one end a restaurant that I'm eating them, because uh, I, it's true. It's I have to know the owner and I have to know the the mashgiach if I know personally. This this my opinion. I'm sorry. Uh, one time somebody approached me and he asked me to recommend the mashgiach for him, for him, for her. It doesn't matter. But he sh- they told me, you know what? But I don't I don't want him to be very very tight or very you know mashgiach you know. I don't. I don't need it, you know. Just, uh, just to to give him a, like a postcard, and uh, you know, I say thank you. It's not my. It's not my way to thinking like this. You are. It's obligate. I. 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 I don't understand these people. I tell you, I don't understand these people. It's scary to to think about what after 120 years, what kind of report they will have to give if you don't, uh, you know, trying to do the best of the best to give the uh, Yiddish kite people to eat the kosher. Because I, I, found, I found it very disaster. It's a very big problem, you know, because and money, you, money one is... One of the things you're mentioning now, Nisim, is a very big problem. Anybody wants a call, so you can reach us at 718-683-5858. We have, we have some 718 I'll read the text in just uh, a minute. What the story was okay, that... Okay, well, I'll read the text in okay. just a minute. Uh, I just want to share with you, you, uh, you, you're mentioning a very, very big problem that exists in the cashless industry, and that is when the mashkiach is too tough. They want a mashkiach that's easy. And this is, uh, it was, uh, I wrote an article about it, and the, and the mashkicham told me that this is the most chosh of a thing that we did in the Kashrus magazine in all our 34 years. We're now starting our 35th year. Uh, it, 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 the article was just specifically about the fact that sometimes the 
caterer or the, the, the owner of a business or whatever it is says, I don't want that mashkiach. Send me somebody different. Why don't they want that mashkiach? Very often because he was too tough. So now that mashkiach is out of a job. And what is the kashvist agency doing? They're feeding the weakness of the system. They had a man who put himself on the line, and now, in effect, he hasn't been fired, but the, the company said, we don't want him anymore. Send, send me somebody else. And they give in. And that's a tremendous problem. And it makes the, all the mashkichim afraid to speak up, afraid to put their foot down. And that is the biggest problem. So whether... You know, whether the guy himself is really a weakling, it's one thing, but that's the system breeds weakest, not strongest. Anyway, well, let's take this, quote, this, uh, caller, um, this uh, text that came in. Somebody asked about training pasta in the sink. Does the tray for steam ruin the food? So the answer to that is very simple. A sink, we're talking, the person who sent this is got it one sink. So they call the sink trafe. It's true that that's how we view the sink, if it's been used for milchiks and fleshiks, or was you really used for tray, it's a tray for sink. But the truth is, if you if you're had a kosher home from the beginning and there was nobody else who used the sink, then it really was milk. It absorbed milk, and it absorbed the meat. But whether it is actually really tray is an interesting question. And even if it was tray, it was probably not Ben Yomo. means that it hadn't been used today. Within the last 24 hours, it had been used for milk and for meat. It has to be that within 24 hours of each, you used it for the opposite min. So, for example, if it, on Monday at 10 minutes to 7, you used the sink and you poured hot milk in there, and tomorrow in the morning, Ten minutes after seven, you used it for flashix, the repairing some flashix, you poured flashix, hot flashix into the sink. Now you've absorbed milk and flashing into the sink. You can qualify that and say it's it's trafe and could make something trafe, but only for twenty-four hours from seven ten tomorrow morning. If it was seven if it was ten to seven, you used it for milkies tonight, and you didn't use it for flashix until tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, then it's not trafe the sink. At least there's nothing, be- there's no new trafe, maybe old trafe there is. So Ben Yomo trafe is very, very hard to get in our sinks. So now you did use a sink, and there is steam that comes up from there. But the steam is not coming from a, uh, is not coming from a clevishon. It's coming from a clichéni. So it's already weaker. In addition, what is, what's coming up from there is unlikely that it's going to affect anything, and especially a draining is passed in the sink. It's a good few inches above, even though you see steam, but I, it is not, I, there is no way that that's going to assay your food. If something was trafe over there, and uh, you know it was trafe within the last 24 hours, so then you could consult the rub. But otherwise, if, it was, if you don't know that it was trafe within the last 24 hours, you don't know that both milk and flesh spilled there or trafe spilled there hot, then from a clearishon, then we don't really not going to worry too much about it. We always, my Rebbe Zatzal, Rav Asher Zim and Zatzal used to teach 
the sink is treif, but it doesn't make treif. In other words, you have to treat it like it's treif. You don't put things in the sink. You don't put hot things in the sink. You, 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 you use a, uh, an insert when you use the sink. You know, you be careful about the sink. But bidiyevet, after the fact, it is very hard for the sink to make anything trade. Rabbi, it's not pos- uh, possible to make an easy solution over there. Put a small uh, aluminum pan right. underneath and just pour the water into the right, aluminum but, pan. You know, just... What happened? It, it happened. Does, no, no, I'm just... Uh, no, it's, I, I'm saying that uh, it the seems pour, like... Sure, if we put sure. some aluminum tray 100%. or some... some uh, clear... Anything, anything there. Anything that you would just observe the... 100%. 100%. So I, I just want to mention uh, a couple of things in the last few minutes that we have of the show. Number one, I got an, an email from somebody who I know for many years already, and he wanted to let me know that in one of the stores, one of the Dunkin' Donuts stores, they were selling non-kosher ice cream. And this is in a kosher-certified uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts store. And what, what, it, what it tells me is simply that they did, they did take it out after he made a big stink about it. They did take it out. But, but the point was, it happened. Which, which shows what, we, we, what uh, Ephraim Israelowitz was speaking about earlier tonight and what he spoke about last week, is that if you don't have a man on the premises and these uh, Dunkin' Donuts don't have anybody on the premises, there's no Shomish Shabbos, there's no mashkiach, zero. There is a visit on a some on a regular basis, whatever that is. I'm not going to discuss what they what they uh, different hashkachas do, but there is a visit that they do make to the to the facility. But there is no on-site mashkiach. There's no shomer shabbos on premises, and you're taking in different foods. And here, non-kosher food came into the establishment. So that's uh, something that uh, our people should start to think about and start saying, I see a sign in the window, I'd rather see a beard inside the, the facility than a sign in the window. So you have to train yourself to think we need mashkichim. Now, the second thing that I wanted to mention briefly in the last couple of minutes is what, one of the things that we wrote an article about in the current issue of Cautious Magazine. The new issue came out, we in the stores in a, in a day or so, just came out, uh, the, uh, the September-October issue of Kashrus Magazine, beginning of our 35th year. So one of the articles we have is about women mashkichos. And that's an area that we're starting to work a lot in, the, the, the area of women mashkichos. And it's something that uh, is very interesting, exciting, very well done. Ariel uh, Schuster wrote the article, a uh, new writer we have from Israel, and she was talking about the role of the women uh, the new role of women in Kashrus, and uh, it's very, very interesting and exciting, and part of the stuff is in that article, but some of the other things we'll mention on the radio shows as we go along. And what was interesting to me personally was one of the mashkichos that I met, and I'll share that story with you as we finish. The woman was a mashkicha on a farm, a milk farm, together with her husband, because they had to work 15 hours a day so they divided up between them. And the Hashkacha was a Hasidish Hashkacha. So the Hasidish Rav there came to meet the couple. And uh, the woman is very heavy. So, they, so he said, you know, you have to climb to the top 
of this uh, truck and look inside and make sure there's no milk in there before they put the new milk in. Can you climb to the top of that truck? She was a very heavy lady. So she says, I can do it. So the Rav had to see that she climbed to the top of the, of, the, of the truck. The only thing is the Rav can't look at her when she's climbing up. So the Rav turned around and she climbed up. Then she says, I'm up here. He turned around. He saw she's good. Okay, you got the job. I thought that was an interesting little story about well, a woman mashkicha that I once knew. You know, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it sounds very interesting. You know, <laughs> and the question is, I would work in a restaurant uh, with all this. Uh, okay, that's new and stuff like this. But uh, it's a challenge. A but challenge. in some situations, it, it works better. out. Another woman that I know who was a woman mashkicha, she lives in a certain area where there was almost nobody from, and they were happy to have her fill in late at night in her area where no other other person would it, it was not an easy fill-in so she was given the job okay our okay. time is finished okay, and i wanted next to week we, we, we yeah one second one second before because <laughs> the new year started you know the year the, the school year started right and i think that it's very important what you mentioned about the you know 7-11 dunkin all this kind of chain that the teachers the rabbin the morot We'll speak about it in the classroom because I see a lot of uh, teachers that falling on themselves on this uh, trap and going to the, the stores and don't explain the kids about it. And if they want any help, anything about it, they can approach you, approach right, us. Let, let me give my number, 718-336-8544. Yes, I do come speak in some schools, and if the school can call me, no charge, I'll sit there and talk to them on the phone, give them ideas of what they can talk about. 718-336-8544. Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you next week, Mitzah Shem.